Right, it's my job this morning to introduce the speaker, uh, which is me. Oh. <laughs> I wondered how that was going to work. This morning, I'm really loud, but that's good. I struggled this week with my message because God gave me a title, but then he didn't tell me what I was supposed to do with it. And it was one of those things I had to fight really hard. And so this morning I'm talking about calling. And although the picture there implies uh, using a phone, it's not actually that sort of calling I'm talking about. This is the definition of calling that a person does or should be doing. Has everybody heard of that sort of calling? We have an understanding that it's not about calling someone up on the phone, it's about having a, a, an innate desire to actually do something. Uh, and it sounds like a, a wondrous and noble thing. Who, who thinks you know, calling is something that we aspire to? We see films about people who have a calling to certain things and who fulfill that calling with dashing, daring, vigour and, and all sorts of exciting things. It's really quite wonderful, a lot of the things we see. Um, and people who have a calling, does anybody know somebody with a calling? They're, they're sort of people with a destiny in their life. They, they look as though they're going places. They look as though they're unstoppable. Has anybody ever seen any of these annoying people? Because to me, you see these people and you sort of think, they're making the rest of us look bad. Now, we're ordinary. We have problems in life. People with a calling don't have any problems. Their destiny calls them and they just head straight for this, this, this destiny. And everything just smooth. It's like, what was that film where they, they bent reality, um, took pills and... No, no, the first one. Inception, Conception, yeah, because the... Inception. In, in, Inception. Oh. Well, that's a different kind of fun, yes. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Um. But what was my point with that? Never mind. <laughs> Got everybody relaxed. So, but, so, so when somebody talks to me about the possibility of having a calling or, or fulfilling my destiny, I get excited. Who... who who gets excited when people talk to them about their ability to, to follow their calling, to fulfill their destiny? I mean, isn't that something we all want? And, and I have a picture builds up in my mind. Now, I don't know what picture builds up in your mind, and I, I really don't want to know. Um, but I get this sort of picture, and it has its own soundtrack. It comes with violins and French horns and, and, and all sorts of music. In fact, in fact... I, I want you to know what my, what my calling fantasy soundtrack is like. Can we play uh, the music that I feel is part of destiny? No? Here we go. I mean, is, 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 this is destiny music, isn't it? Come on. I mean, you know, are you excited? Things are happening. And up, and up, and up. Anybody get pictures like that in their head when people talk about destiny? The trouble is that there's also a video I have called the reality video, which sounds much more like this. 
anybody noticed that? It might sound as though it should be all trumpets and trombones, but in the end it turns out that it's a long way to the top if you want to do anything. And sometimes it's more fun listening to it on the way. No? People prefer... Oh, I quite like ACDC, really. But never mind. Uh, but it's, n- it's never quite what it's made out to be. Is it? Anybody found that? Yeah. Life gets in the way of your calling. Life tries to interrupt your destiny. Life is a bitch. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, we, we can perhaps scrub that later. Um, but as Christians, we often hear about people talking about others that have the call of God on their life. Have you ever heard of that phrase? They're called by God. And I don't know about you, but I always wonder about sort of, did I miss something? Did, did God call me while I was in the toilet? Or, I mean, you know, was I out weeding? Or It's very unlikely. Uh, <laughs> chainsawing, yes. Weeding, no. Um, and, you know, we, we look at people in their chosen ministry, and it's generally people who are popular or successful or both in their chosen field or ministry. And we refer to them as, as called or having a calling. You know, you know, Rick Warren, he's got such a calling on his life. And it somehow elevates him beyond the ordinary into a super special group of people who have a calling on their life. Or is it just me? You don't, have, you don't get an inferiority complex? Gee whiz, you are well-adjusted people. But in, in Christianese terms, it's made more confusing and mysterious by scriptures such as Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Let me put on my mysterious voice. For many are called, but few are chosen. Thank you, Winston Churchill. That's who I was um, channeling right there. So this morning I want to clear up a few things regarding the whole idea of what a calling is, who gets to have one, and what to do if you find that you do have one. Who would like to know these things? Oh, bad luck. Um, no, hopefully I will be clearing up some of that f- for everybody here. First, I want to, let you into a, want to let you into a secret. Before you can have a calling, you have to have a hearing. Or to put more simply, if you're going to answer a call, you have to have heard the call first. So, before you have a calling... You have to have a hearing. So that raises a couple of questions. First one, or first one for me anyway, is who the flip is doing the calling? The second question is, who gets to hear it? Are only people who are super apostles hearing from God? Oh, I gave it away. (laughs) The who is calling bit. Are you paying attention? <laughs> so, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 20. This, I think, answers both of those questions fairly clearly. He says, yes, and this is Paul talking to the Corinthians, each of you should remain as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you, but if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you're now free in the Lord. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ Jesus. 
God paid a high price for you, so don't be enslaved by the world. Each of you, dear brothers and sisters, should remain as you were when God first called you. Who's calling? God. Who is he calling? All of us, everybody, brothers and sisters alike. God is calling everybody. So what does that mean? Very simply, we are all called. We all have the call of God on our lives. We all have a calling. I can see that you're all really excited about that prospect. Here I've just opened your destiny up to you and I can sense that there's like, where's the catch? Or what do I have to do about this? Or you're pulling my leg. Either that or, yes, I know I have a destiny and I just don't give a stuff. <laughs> One of those is, is, that's just the vibe I'm getting at the moment. So, I'll plough on anyway. So we can see that God's doing the calling and that he's calling everyone. Furthermore, we can see that God's call is answered by changing things in our lives. If we look at 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, I think I'll have a drink. I don't think I'm quite as sleep deprived as Carmen, but my tongue feels that way. So, two Theth. <laughs> I'll just read the scripture. So, we keep on praying for you, asking God to enable you to live a life worthy of His call. May He give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honoured because of the way you live and you will be honoured along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. This gives us a few pointers as to how to proceed from here. The first thing is where we are right now isn't going to cut it in terms of operating in our calling. We actually need the power of God to work in our lives to get us to do something beyond what we are currently capable of. I mean, who feels re relatively capable right now? Just me. There's a few people. Who, who feels really incapable? We got... No, no. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs> it's all right. We, di we didn't need a vote for the other side. But <laughs> It's frightening when we realise that to do what we need to do, what we have in our hands now, can't do it. We would like to think that us as complete people with what we've achieved so far in life can do anything. Was that just me? But here it clearly states we need God's power to move in our lives to take us beyond our current level to do something as part of our calling. The second thing it tells us here, we've got to exercise our faith. Our faith is caught up in our calling. The third thing is that Jesus gets honour from what we do. Now if you want to reverse that, it means what we do has to give Jesus honour. So if you think that your calling is to um, lie, cheat and steal from people, then I'd say that that's actually probably not a calling from God because I can't see it really giving honour to Jesus Christ. 
The other thing we can tell about that is that if we do it and it honours Jesus, then we also get honour. It's sort of reflected and we actually get honour as well. Now, lie, cheating, lying, cheating, stealing doesn't honour Jesus. No, it doesn't honour me either. So that's not a calling from God. So we can, we can look at what we feel that we need to be doing and measure it. Do we need the power of God to fulfil it? Does our faith need exercising to do it? Is it going to bring glory to God? Is it going to bring glory to ourselves? Through God. We don't do it because it gets glory to, to ourselves. Because of the fifth point we've discovered, to our horror, that none of it is up to us. It's made possible by the grace of God. And you know, whenever they use that term grace in the Bible, it means that we don't deserve it. It means there's nothing we can do to earn it. We are neither clever enough, good-looking enough, tall enough, short enough, wide enough, high enough, whatever it is, there is nothing we can do to influence grace. God gives grace, and that's it. He gives grace to people who are really nice. He gives grace to people who are really horrible. I wasn't pointing. <laughs> so we can't earn a calling. We're given a calling by grace. That should be exciting. Nothing you can do can take away the fact that God has called you to do something great by His grace. You haven't done work to deserve it. You're not clever enough to earn it. You can't get a degree in it. You can't work your backside off and get, what, get, get it. You have been given a calling by grace, by God, that requires that you exercise faith, that you honour God, and that you acknowledge that you can't do it in your own strength. I can see you're not happy about that. I mean, often, often we pray, you know, for a calling. We, we pray that something miraculous will happen to us and our life will change because suddenly we can see what God wants us to do and we feel that life is going to be better because we've got a purpose and a destiny and, and you know, things will be all right. Comforting thought. Totally wrong, but a comforting thought. So God calls every single one of us. We have a calling on our life. We're not ordinary, mundane or boring, despite what other people have told you. You're not. We all have the calling of God on our lives. Why aren't you celebrating? Why aren't you excited? I mean, come on. This is, yeah, woo. <laughs> woo. Is this all we can do? Woo. That's better. I mean, this, this is... This, this is mind-blowing, groundbreaking type stuff. You, you've suddenly been given the potential to do amazing things before morning tea. And it's up to us as to whether we take it. But there's one thing that's bothering you, I can tell. There's a question you want to ask me, but you're a bit afraid. You want to know what God's particular calling for your life is, don't you? You want to know, if God's speaking to me, what specific message is he giving me? Because I am an individual. I am one of God's chosen. I am special. And when I hear from God, God has got to have a special message just for me, otherwise I'm not doing anything. <laughs> And we pray and we read our Bibles. We sit in closets and we babble in tongues and we ask God to 
just reveal our specific calling so that we can go out. I've got it. I am called. I know what God's calling me to. I am a special individual child of God with a calling. (laughs) Stuff the rest of you. Deep down, I know that that's what you're all wanting. I hope. We all, we're, we're desperate to know. And most of us don't actually do anything because we're seeking the answer to this question, what has God called me to do? I can answer that question for you this morning, but you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> Come with me to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am, send me. And God said, and he said, Yes, go and say this to the people. Interestingly, God did not address the call to Isaiah. Isaiah overheard God saying, Whom shall I send? God was not speaking to Isaiah. The call of God is not for the special few. It's for everyone. And whether or not you or I hear the call of God actually depends on the state of our ears. You see, God never stops calling. What we hear depends on the state of our relationship with Jesus. God does not call to us as individuals. God calls for what he needs to happen. Many are called but few are chosen. If you look at the actual meaning behind that, what it says is that few people prove themselves to be the chosen ones. The choice is not God's. God does not call people and then make a choice as to who is chosen or not. We make that choice. We are all called and we choose to show ourselves as the chosen ones or we choose to ignore the call. I knew you were going to like this. The chosen ones are those who have come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ where our relationship has been changed, our ears are unstopped, and we hear the still, small voice questioning all the time, whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? It's not a question of God singling out a man or a woman and saying, now, you go. Or you. God did not lay a compulsion on Isaiah. Isaiah was in the presence of God. He overheard the call. Could have been an accident. He realized there was nothing else but for him to say of his own free will, I'm here, send me. He wasn't compelled. He recognized the need and he actually stood up of his own free will and said, Sure. Send me. The only reason that Vicky and I are the pastors of this church 
is that at some point in our life we heard a call which says, who could I send? And we foolishly said, here we are, send us. <laughs> now, were we qualified for that call? No. Were we prepared for that call? No. Were we ready for that call? Yes. And the only reason I say yes is because we answered it. God sent out a call, whom shall I send? We heard it. I don't know how many other people heard. Because it wasn't directed at us. We, we, through a series of circumstances, recognised that we were being given a choice to hear that call or, or not. Now, I don't know whether other people heard that call and decided not to accept. Who may have been better suited? Who knows? We may have been the third choice. But we were prepared to say, here we are, send us. Now, if we'd known what that meant at the time, we would have taken the sensible way out and said, no way, Jose. But luckily, God leaves us happily ignorant at the beginning of our calling and allows us to grow into what we do. Come April, Vicky and I will have been pastoring here for 18 years. Oh. And in that 18 years, it has been incredibly rewarding because we have seen people grow, people change. We've seen amazing things happen in the life of the church and people's lives. It's also been really hard because we've seen the pain in people's lives. We've seen tragedy. It's been hard. Sometimes very disappointing. And sometimes we wish that we hadn't said yes. Most of the time we, we don't. But being called isn't about having an easy road to your destiny. It isn't about having your future set out in concrete in front of you so that you're confident and certain about what you're going to do. There are huge uncertainties set in your way. And sometimes the only thing that keeps you going is the knowledge that God said, whom shall I send? And you responded to that call. And sometimes we ask God, you know, is, is there something else you'd like to tell us? Is there, is, is there another job you'd like us to do? Something cushier, perhaps. And in that, all of that time, that call has never changed. It may one day. But it's, it's, it's not a guarantee of fun and games for the rest of your life. But I can tell you that I know in my heart that if we had ignored God's call, our life would not be as rich and as full as it is today. And so I, I'm just grateful that our ears were open to hear that call. You need to get out of your mind the idea of expecting God to come with compulsions and pleadings to get you to answer your call. When Jesus called his disciple, his disciples, he had more than one, 12 of them he called, he didn't use irresistible compulsion. You will follow me. You will forget everything else. You will become... A he didn't use hypnosis. He didn't use bribery. He called quietly. He kept calling. 
the quiet, compassionate insistence of follow me was spoken to men with their eyes open and all their faculties intact. He didn't catch them in a dream state. He didn't sneak up on them. They knew who they were and what they were doing, but they responded to that call. If we let the Spirit of God bring us face to face with Jesus, we too will hear what Isaiah heard. The small, still voice of God. And we will have the opportunity of our own free will to say, here I am. Send me. That is your calling. It's simple. Everything that Jesus taught us to do is simple. But it is never easy. I'd like to pray for people this morning. I want to pray for the opportunity that people have to actually stand up and say, here am I. Pick me. I want to pray for two groups this morning. The first group is people who have never actually said to Jesus Christ, here am I, pick me. I want to be a child of God. I want to be known as a Christ follower, a Christian. Because that's a choice we make. That's part of this calling or destiny. One of the first thing that God calls every single person on this planet to do is to become a child of God. That still small voice echoes in everybody's spirit and heart, whether they believe in other gods, whether they don't believe in God at all. That still small voice resonates in every single heart on this planet. So this morning, before we go any further, I want to give an opportunity. If you have never actually said yes, I want to take that choice that God has given me. I want to step out and say, okay, the first step on my calling with God is to acknowledge that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and is my Savior, and that I am going to acknowledge Him as the Lord of my life from this moment on. That's the first step in your calling with God. Now, if you've never done that, or even if you've done it before and you've lived a life which is not being called of God, God wants to welcome you into His kingdom, new or afresh, so that you can walk again in your calling and your destiny. Can I ask you all to close your eyes for a moment, please? that's you this morning, you've never taken that step of choosing a life with Christ, or you want to re-choose it because you've walked in the opposite direction, while everyone's eyes are closed, I want you to raise your hand right now, and I want to pray a prayer with you, for you to invite Jesus Christ into your heart, into your spirit, as your Lord and Saviour. Is there anyone here this morning? Thank you, I see that hand. Anyone else who wants to take that step? Open your eyes and stand to your feet, please. Dina. I'm going to ask that person who put their hand up to be very brave and to just walk out the front here 
me. We're all going to pray with this person together. But I want you to give them a hand. They've actually done something which is very brave. No, no. Basically, basically. So I want us all to pray together. And Tina, I want you to repeat after me and everybody else is going to repeat after me this prayer. Dear Lord, I give my life to you as my Saviour and my Lord. I reject all other gods and accept Jesus Christ as the centre of my life from this day forward. Amen. Okay, well done. Lord, I just thank you right now that you bless, that you protect, that you bring grace, forgiveness and love into this precious life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Feel her right now. In Jesus' name. second group of people I I just want to pray for people this morning you've struggled with the idea of your destiny with a calling and that this morning you, you just want to let go of your preconceived ideas and to open yourself to the voice of God you want to be able to hear God say not I'm sending you here or you need to go there but just to hear that God is saying whom shall I send and to have in your heart something that you can do I mean God might be sending you to clean the toilets vacuum the carpet greet at the door sing on the worship team it could be any of those things it doesn't have to be a missionary in a faraway land it's not necessarily preaching or, or, or any of those things God has actually called us to be a part of his body sometimes we just have to open ourselves up to the fact that we are actually needed in the body of Christ that there are always things to do in the body of Christ no matter how big or small we just need to acknowledge that God wants us to be part of that so if you want to acknowledge that this morning you want to you want to come out and just receive a touch of God's spirit afresh with a desire to hear from him without any preconceived ideas that you're prepared to just come and open your heart on this altar not try and force God to give you a calling in a particular direction but you're just prepared to say okay here I am Lord call me and I will answer if that's you this morning you just want to have a fresh start you just want to have a call and you're prepared to open your spirit I want to pray with you this morning away 
a lot of our ideas. A lot of the things that we believe aren't, aren't harmful. I mean, we believe all sorts of different things that you'd be surprised how much your neighbor disagrees with and possibly even that God disagrees with. But God's cool with that. But what he's not happy with is, is the things that we believe that hold us, hold us back. If he has a great future for us, what we believe is stopping that future happening, he gets mildly upset. And so I want to pray, first of all, that we are prepared to let down the barriers, to allow God to speak into our lives without us filtering it through our own beliefs and misconceptions about what God wants. And then be prepared to hear that still small voice let it guide us Lord I thank you right now for your cleansing Holy Spirit I thank you Lord for a refreshing and a refilling I thank you Lord for an open mind an open heart and an open spirit pour in your spirit bring refreshing
I thank you that his spiritual stature grows every day. I thank you that you too, Jared, are someone who needs to believe what God says about you, not what others say. You need to be a man of faith, not of circumstance. You need to be a man who believes in what God says you can do. mum and your dad and the disciplines that they teach you to do God is a God of discipline you will find order in your world bring success in your life that's not from God that's just from me because I've been a dad I'd prayed some of these things over you. This is the only time you're allowed to steal stuff. If, if you want that for your life, you can take it. You can say right now, God, I'm believing that that is for me. I want to take that. I want to use it. I'm going to do something with it. Thanks, guys. You can take your seats.
I'm excited for Vision Day. Things are happening. I'm not always excited because of those things because some of those things are scary. I mean, at the moment, my life feels so out of control that I'm hanging on by the, my fingernails and I can feel the wind. It's like free-falling. It's all... But I... And some days, the only thing that keeps me going is I have, to, I have a mantra. You're not in control. You're not in control. You're not in control. God is in control. And that actually is the thing that excites me most. Sometimes we, we acknowledge that God's in control, but really, we, we're sure we are. But at times when you suddenly realize you cannot control anything, that everything is moving way beyond your capability to control it, that's when you have to really believe God is in control. So I want you to come next week with an expectation that God has amazing, amazing things. <laughs> he has healing from my lisp. Um, plan for next week. It's not all going to happen next week, but we're going to lay out a, a process of things that we've planned for this year. There's a process of things that we're hoping for that we believe God has planned for this year. And it's going to be great to actually step out. There are, there are going to be new things happening in the service hopefully won't confuse too many people um, and it's going to be an awesome Sunday so I just encourage you get along to that uh, you can talk about it in your connect groups on Monday night uh, or on Friday night if you're youth uh, so get along to those enjoy have a fabulous week hang around for coffee and cake afterwards and if you've got children in, in C3 kids don't forget you, you need to sign them out at 10 to 12 and if you want prayer for anything else uh, after the service, I think uh, Nathan and Carmen are going to be up here. Um, possibly just Nathan, uh, possibly Nathan Carmen and Toby. I know that he's actually got the gift of prayer as well. So feel free to come up and be prayed for. See you later. <laughs>